Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward podcast where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. Hi friends and happy November. Can you believe it? So listen, I'm usually a traditionalist when it comes to holidays. Like I make myself wait until later in November for all the Christmas things. I typically decorate the day after Thanksgiving and typically like hold off at least till halfway through November to start the Christmas music. But I got to tell you, I don't know if it's the weather or what, but this year like I'm having all the Christmas feels already. I just am like having to talk myself down from decorating every day. And I've kind of already given into the Christmas music that has absolutely nothing to do with today's episode. I just thought I'd, you know, talk about it because it's Christmas is on the brain. The holidays are right around the corner. So yay, let's get into today's actual topic. In last week's episode, we talked about ways to keep our blood sugar levels stable and why that's something we need to be paying attention to. By the way, if you haven't listened to that episode, go ahead, pause this one, go back and listen to the other one so we can be on the same page. But in that episode, I mentioned insulin resistance as something that can cause blood sugar imbalance and that it's becoming more and more common. So I want to break that down for you today and kind of talk about what it is and what are some things that we can do to help with that. Insulin resistance occurs when our cells are no longer sensitive to insulin. Remember from last week, insulin is a hormone that is secreted by our pancreas. And the analogy that I gave in the last episode is that insulin is kind of like the key to unlock our cells to allow glucose to go in and be used properly. So in insulin resistance, it's kind of like that key just stops working altogether. There are a few different theories as to why insulin resistance happens. Sometimes it's due to an overproduction of insulin in the body, and that's usually caused by a continual influx of glucose into the bloodstream. This typically is attributed to lifestyle factors and dietary choices. When we eat mostly carbohydrates, especially simple carbohydrates that break down very quickly into glucose, then our pancreas is continually having to release insulin as well. And when that happens over time, our cells just become desensitized to the glucose. They stop functioning properly and they can't utilize glucose as they should. Therefore, we end up with high levels of both glucose and insulin in the bloodstream and our cells aren't getting the energy that they need to function well. Another cause of insulin resistance and one that research is showing more and more prominent is that chronically high levels of inflammation in the body may actually be causing damage to our insulin receptors on our cells. So in this case, it's not so much that the cells are desensitized and can't respond to the insulin, it's that they're actually damaged from inflammation and can't respond to the insulin. Although that's a different root cause, it does result in the same issue of high levels of both glucose and insulin in the bloodstream. As we know, inflammation in the body is caused by so many different things like inflammatory foods, like sugar, artificial and highly processed foods, 
uh, food colorings or dyes, different infections in the body, dysbiosis in the gut. So that's when the gut microbes are imbalanced, chronic stress, lack of sleep, and a lot of other things as well. So now this research is showing that these chronically high levels of inflammation are actually doing damage to our bodies at a cellular level. I actually experienced this for myself several years ago when I went looking for answers to my hormone imbalance issues. My lab results came back and showed that I was both insulin resistant and had PCOS. It really surprised both me and my physician because I didn't really have those other classic symptoms that at that time were thought to accompany insulin resistance or PCOS. But as I would come to find out later, my body was very inflamed. I had really poor gut health, dysbiosis and leaky gut and a candida overgrowth. I had endometriosis, which I didn't know at the time. And that is an, um, for sure an inflammatory disease. And then years of just low level chronic stress and a long history of not eating well, or really just not caring for my body well at all. I just didn't know what I didn't know. And for me personally, with my genetics mixed in with all of those things, it just created a perfect storm for insulin resistance and then a cascade of hormonal imbalances as a result. Thankfully, both insulin resistance and chronic inflammation are things that can be positively affected by lifestyle change. And with the blessing of my physician, that's exactly what I did. She asked me to come back in six months and recheck my levels. And thankfully, both my insulin levels were back within normal and then my hormones and cycles had returned back to a normal cycle as well. If you are also struggling with insulin resistance, or if you suspect that something is imbalanced in your blood sugar levels or your hormones, I strongly encourage you to work with your physician and get some of your lab work done. It is so important to just know where you are and know your levels so that you know what areas you can work on. Depending on your practitioner, you may need to specifically request that they check your insulin levels as that isn't always part of routine lab work. As far as how to manage and possibly reverse insulin resistance with lifestyle change, all of the tips that I shared in last week's episode apply here as well. So make sure that you've gone back and listened to that. Things like eating balanced meals at regular intervals, regular exercise, getting quality sleep and managing and reducing your stress levels will all help to stabilize the amount of glucose in your bloodstream as well as lower levels of inflammation in your body. But there are a few specific recommendations that I would add for someone looking to manage insulin resistance. Your key focus is going to be on reducing inflammation in your body and then helping your body to become sensitive to insulin again. This is very important so that you don't progress into prediabetes and then type 2 diabetes. So the first one that I would say is going to be something that's really important for you to focus on if you fit this criteria is be sure that you always have a protein and fat with every meal, every meal, every snack, and try to reduce your overall intake of carbohydrates. Some people refer to this as a low carb diet. There are also paleo and keto diets that are very similar in nature, but overall, I'm just talking about when you look at your plate or the portions of what you're eating, having your carbohydrates 
account for only about 30 to 40% of the food you're eating. The second is to eliminate simple and processed carbs altogether. So those kind of go hand in hand. You absolutely need carbohydrates, but you do not need simple carbohydrates that are full of inflammation raising ingredients. So things that are highly processed, things that are full of a bunch of artificial ingredients or things that turn to glucose super fast, like white flours, white breads, things like that. Try to stick to higher fiber veggies and some nutrient-rich root vegetables like sweet potatoes and then whole forms of, I would suggest, non-gluten grains like brown rice or quinoa. And then let that be your carbohydrates that you need for your energy. Just just have it made up of those really um, nutrient-dense, anti-inflammatory foods. The third is engage in strength training exercises at least two times a week. Now, I'm not talking about anything crazy here, but research has shown that doing body weight and added weight exercise helps to increase our cells' sensitivity to insulin. I'm going to link a few of my favorite strength training workouts to do at home in the show notes. And there's also tons of classes at your local gym if you'd rather have some personal instruction and work out with other people. Number four is add anti-inflammatory herbs and supplements in where you can. So things like making sure that if you are deficient in any nutrients, you're taking um, a good whole foods multivitamin to fill in any of those nutrient gaps. Also, if you think you're deficient in vitamin D or magnesium, supplementing with those as both of those can help to increase insulin sensitivity. Also, cooking with anti-inflammatory herbs like turmeric, garlic, ginger, they all not only taste great, but they also help lower inflammation levels in the body. You can also get teas that are made with anti-inflammatory ingredients as well. And then number five, work with a professional for more support. While insulin resistance can be reversible, it isn't always easy. It takes concentrated effort and it takes some research, but it's so worth it. If you feel like it's too overwhelming for you, or if you just feel like you would like some personalized support as you make these changes to your lifestyle, reach out to somebody that can help. This is something that I am personally passionate about and I have done a lot of research on. So I would love to help work one-on-one with you if you feel you need more support or there's tons of other people out there who are trained to do the same thing you can reach out to them, but just find someone that can help you along the way. I hope that you've learned something from my story that's encouraging to you and that these tips help you to see that there are things you can do to help heal your body. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week and I will see you back here next time. Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward Podcast.